0: Hey, you're listening to today's boondoggle. I am Johnny Moe with Johnny Moe Media and the Straight Talk Podcast. Give Bill a listen, a like, and a follow. Give him a rating, too, man. It really does help. While you're at it, go find mine and give me a rating, too.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's boondoggle radio show. Uh, As you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people, but uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe. We have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to. Uh, our Anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle. Uh, any questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at boondoggle at gmail.com. And please follow us on our social media sites at... Uh, at today's Boondoggle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all your uh, social media platforms, as well as our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and our BitChute channel. Please follow, subscribe, comment, and download. And please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout, so Dream Nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well, so please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code Boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening right,
2: listen up
1: hold on to your seats your girls,
2: beers. What's going on? It's Tommy Becks and you're listening to Moon Boondoggle. This is Mark Metcalf and you're listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. You are
0: listening to today's
2: Boondoggle with Bailey
0: on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kaelin listens to this all the time. Welcome
2: to
1: today's
2: Boondoggle. Now it's a host. <laughs>
1: Monty Heath, so Monty Heath, and you are listening to Today's Boondoggle. Hey, what's up? It's John from Skillet, and you are listening to Today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio.
2: Fasten your seatbelts!
0: What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with Today's Boondoggle. And a real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, uh, bit rumble odyssey please hit that follow and subscribe button if you're listening to us on spotify or apple google whatever podcast platform please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one that i'm uh bringing you today it's uh, it's that spooky time of the year we're entering so we're gonna talk about some spooky stuff but uh i have my friend uh lisa tillman on with us and Hello. Uh, Brittany will be joining us as we get into the the spooky stuff, but uh um Lisa is also uh you know a member of our armed forces, so I'd like to uh you know uh start off with the uh with some of those questions with you. So um do you remember like originally what you wanted to be when you grew up?
3: um you know I wanted to work with animals I remember that because my mom was a vet tech um like my whole growing up but then I realized it's like I got older um I wasn't too sure I would be able to deal with animals like if they got sick so it was a little sad so around high school um maybe I was like I don't know 16 17 Uh, I wanted to join the military. I knew I wanted to go. I wasn't sure what branch. Um, I did junior ROTC. I did. um, Oh, what do you call it? I can't remember the name of it. Civil Air Patrol. I did that. Um, And I flew up in a Cessna plane and instantly I knew I was like military and I think it's going to be the Air Force. Um, And I never stopped since then. And then in my yearbook, I actually wrote one of my goals was to join the air force and be stationed in Florida. So So
0: what do you remember exactly? Like what, uh, um, what was uh, the thing that kind of like set that in motion for you? Like, like, uh, inspired you to, uh, serve your country? Uh,
3: to join. Yes. Number one, uh, my brother was in the military. Um, he was in the army. He joined right after nine 11, Um, so he was really inspiring. Um, and then I waited a little bit and after graduation, I almost signed up, but, um, something just held me back to stay with, you know, my family. Um, so I joined when I was 25 and I kind it kind of just like one day I just woke up and, um, my friends, you know, I kind of did a little look around, um, and I was losing friends and I had lost my friend to a drug overdose, Um, and I never was into drugs or anything like that whatsoever, but I just didn't want to go down that path of like partying and hanging out and losing friends and stuff. So, uh, I just woke up one day and told my mom I was joining the air force and she looks at me and she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, and then I joined, (laughs) I did it to prove my mom wrong too, but she did it on purpose.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. And then, um, like during your time, like, uh, signing up and then, uh, camp and Mm -hmm. some of your experience that you've had so far in like, what are some of the oddest things that you experienced, uh, in your time in the military?
3: Oddest thing. Oh my gosh. It's been 15 years. It's a lot. Um, odd. Uh, okay. Um, a lot of military, uh, units deploy together, right? Like they always have a big unit, whether it be 30 of them or 250 of them deploying over to the Middle East. Um, I actually single deployed every single time I went over there. So the very first time uh, I did not know what to expect. They can give you briefings upon briefings, right. And, and get you ready. Um, But until you experience it, it was a little nerve wracking. Um, But I like to, I'm a thrill seeker, I guess. So I kind of just got on the plane and just, you know, I just went over there. That that was a little intimidating. Um, you know, it was from my first duty station in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Um, and then I've never deployed with a unit. So that was a little odd, but I don't really know. Hmm. Trying trying like uh the meats over, I don't eat meat anymore, but the meats over in the Middle East, that was yeah. a little weird to me. <laughs> um yeah, You know, if you're 06, your commander, your colonel's like, oh, I've made this on the grill. And of course you're in the Middle East and that's like gold, right? Yeah. Um, it's special. Uh, he's like, here you go, Airman Tillman. Try this. And I was like, I was thinking that in my head. but I was like, sure, sir, thanks. And it tasted <laughs> like sandpaper. <laughs> it was gross. But I don't know. That's kind of, I don't know about odd. I don't know. And
0: what about uh, like uh, your uh, favorite place to uh, be deployed?
3: Um, Well, I, I've been over in Qatar um, and that would have to be my favorite place because it's, it's not a hostile environment, uh, but we are still, you know, watching our backs 24 seven, of course, you always have to. Um, And I've met some, Really amazing people over there, um, the workers over there and military, um, you know, all branches and stuff like that. I've I've just reconnected. I actually, um, my mentor now in the Air Force, um, I met him in 2011 when I was deployed in Qatar and then I redeployed back in 2019 um, and we ran into each other at the same base, same place, everything um, and now he's my mentor. So um, that's kind of how that happened. I hadn't seen him in like seven, eight years. And then thousands of miles away, we ran into each other at the same place. Um, yeah. So that would have to be a, yeah.
0: And then, uh, I mean, like I've talked with uh, many other fellow veterans and it seems like, you know, once you have that, that bond, it, it don't matter how long you've been separated. As soon as you run into each other again, it's like, it was only yesterday, you know?
3: Absolutely. Nothing changes, but time yeah and then um like although you're
0: still currently serving like um is there do you have like a pet peeve uh with you know culture and society today from what you've uh from your time in service
3: um just as everything uh you know things change um and really you know pretty much. We can't really talk about it. Uh, But just talking to somebody when I joined when I was young. You know what I mean? Uh, Things were changing to that older person that had been in the military for 15 years. So now I'm that old person. I'm like, oh, man, we have to we have to adapt and adjust and move on. Right. Um, So being in my career field that I'm in right now, I definitely have to adapt to society and their ways and make sure that I'm doing it. Uh, correctly Um, you know it's just all part of the the job and the career that I chose Um, so they teach us stuff like that when we go to school uh, and classes for recruiting and stuff like that so it's it was a little difficult maybe in the beginning um, but I have to remember too I was young once and it was different it was different for us back in the day too you know they they don't throw beds and scream f-bombs anymore you know it's just not yeah, a thing.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then um, what is something that you feel like uh, I mean when when you're long out of the military, what is something that you feel like you'll always carry with you from your time of service?
3: Um honestly, I hmm, that's a really good question. Um I would have to say loyalty. You know, like no matter what, it's so weird if I'm sitting in a room and nobody's wearing a uniform or anything like that, um, I can always spot out somebody that's military, if they're military. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you can just literally walk up to them and talk to them, you know? So I honestly, loyalty, friendship and family, you know, don't take your family for granted. Um, I was gone for 15 years and I had to, you know, I asked my mom if she wanted me to come back to Ohio and apply for this job. Um, and she said, absolutely. Cause I've been gone for 15 years. I've missed a lot. Um, so, you know, being, uh, really close to my family is something that, that military being away and, you know, experiencing all that great stuff. Um, it made me realize that your family is like most important. So. Yeah, Definitely. you missed
0: so much uh, during our time serving and, and deploying. Yeah. it's like, you know, uh, you know, I I was just visiting my mom earlier before I, you know, came home for this interview and uh, been helping her out a lot. She's she's up there now. My dad passed a few years ago and it's just like just, you know, enjoying these moments, you know, with them because it's, yeah. it's going to be a morning. I wake up and, and they're no longer there, you know, like my dad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah,
3: yeah, it just teaches us, you know. Like we, we're young and we like to explore and have fun and do all this other stuff. But you know, as you get older, and if you serve in the military or if you travel for your job or something, um, I just feel that fifteen years goes by in a blink, and you know, then yeah. some family members aren't there anymore, and you're just like, oh man, you know, that's the sacrifice. And I signed up for it. You did, you know, we signed up for it. But at the end of the day, it just makes you appreciate it more. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then um, what is uh, one of your greatest hopes uh, that you have for our country that you've uh, been willing to take that oath and give your life for?
3: Honestly, hmm, that's a good one. What is my greatest hope that we can all get along together? No matter where you came from, no matter what you look like, no... um, No arguing on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. That's a big hope and dream, right?
1: Yeah. But it's
3: a really big one, and it would help our society and our country and other countries, too. Like, just take care of each other. Um, I was just talking to a friend the other day, and some people may not agree with me, and that's okay. Um, But I think everybody should serve four to six years in the military.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
3: Because if you wake up and a bomb's going over, a gun's in your face, and they're coming after your buddy that's next to you or you know, 10 cots down or something, you're not going to care what they look like or who they are, or where they came from. That person yep. is your person, right? You know, so you protect. Um, yeah. I just hope one day we can wake up and we all get along.
0: Yeah. I think that's what, uh, you know, that's something we all share. You know, it's just like, there's no, either side of the fence don't matter. We're people on, on either side, you know, and we're, yeah. we're, we're Americans and uh, you know, we all bleed, bleed the same man we don't if if we're shutting each other down you know we can't come to the table and have a conversation like i know i i'm you know 50 years old i can still learn so much from like these younger people coming up like you said you know
3: right Um, yeah
0: they can teach me and then you know hopefully i can pass some stuff down like all right don't do this because i really screwed the pooch when i did this you know maybe you can avoid that you know
3: yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
0: but um You know, and so like um, one of the other things that uh, we run into a lot, and I know it's been uh, a passion of yours as well. But uh, what can we do? Do you feel that we can do to break the stigma of uh, PTSD and mental health with our service members?
3: Um, Honestly, I really just feel, you know. We could be more involved, I suppose, uh, in the military and outside the military. Don't lose that connection when that person separates or leaves the military, right? All we we do have mental health in in the military, as you know. Um, but uh, I I lost one of my best friends too. You know, he he didn't commit suicide, but uh, he ended up passing away because he just, you know, I feel that. He needed to talk to somebody, right and he, he did talk to me, uh, but he didn't give me the full extent because he knew how I you know how I am. Uh, so I wasn't well aware. Um, I look at the signs now, but um, he was trying to go get help from the VA. And the VA gets a bad rep in a lot of places. Um, yeah. I can't speak highly for the Parma VA here in Ohio. They are phenomenal. like they are amazing. <laughs> Um, when I got out for two years, I was going to them and, you know, just, they took really good care of me. Um, but I really feel, honestly, society is doing a good job of it. Um, but back going back to what I was saying, he was calling the VA, he was trying to get help, uh, with things that he was dealing with physically and mentally. And, um, he kept messaging me and just saying, uh, they just want to give me pills That's all they want to do. They don't want to talk to me. Um, They don't want to figure out what's going on. Why do I have this pain? You know, I just want to talk to somebody and they just keep giving me pills. And I don't want the prescribed pills. I want to figure out what's going on with my body and me. Um, I I think we could try to help, um, you know, people with PTSD with other ways than just prescribing them medication. Yeah. And that's just my belief, um, whether it be camps or whatever, you know, doing something as a group together. I think that would probably be the better alternative versus just handing them out drugs because then in turn, guess what happens? Um, they turn into drugs and they go on the streets. Do you know how many veterans we have on the streets that have PTSD?
0: Yeah.
3: I don't want to even fathom it, you
1: yeah. know?
0: And um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, can relate to that when I first uh, got out back from my deployment, you know, but uh, thankfully, like you said, the Parma VA, you know, well the VA in general is trying to come a long way, but Parma has been, been great. And they now are taking this whole health approach, you know, which is like more like holistic type stuff too. Like how can we help you? Mm -hmm. What are you lacking spiritually? What are you lacking physically? What are you lacking, you know, We're doing more breathing and meditating, and they're actually like approving. Like, I mean, chiropractic work might not seem like a big deal, but it's huge for the VA to finally be covering stuff like that. Wow! Acupuncture and uh, Reiki and stuff, or whatever. I think I'm that's such
3: great stuff. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's amazing. Like Brittany and I, we we are fully, you know, huge supporters of that stuff. So that is great that the VA is getting involved in stuff like that. I that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's still, you know, there's still so much more that it can offer, but we're headed in the right direction.
3: Yeah. That's that good stuff. to hear. So
0: I'm, I'm more into like the same, same, like I, I did a lot of my healing outside of the VA out of pocket, but, you know, I'm mm-hmm. more like, you know, I think we have that in common as well, that more holistic approach. Like, how can I, you know, uh, I, I would do float tanks and, you know, uh, go on, um, uh, recreational therapy trips and stuff like that, you know, and, um,
3: Well, that's cool. They have that stuff out there. You could potentially be helping somebody right now. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know a bunch of that stuff. I had no clue.
0: Yeah. And that's another reason why like, you know, I mean, this podcast for me has been therapy for me and my, uh, anxiety, social anxiety and, you know, self, uh, You know, just feeling more confident talking with people like, I mean, uh, we'll get we'll start getting into the music thing in a little bit. But I mean, I don't know if you kind of knew my history in the music uh, scene, you know, promoting bands and booking shows and stuff. And I got, you know, really heavily involved in that lifestyle with drinking and partying. And, uh, you know, now I'm 14 years sober, but uh, it took a while for me to get to a place where it's like, how can I. Relate to people without that social lubricant without that that crutch I had, you know mm-hmm. and doing all the things that i've I've mentioned and doing this helps me in my healing and I'm hoping, like you said, the people that listen learn other ways of healing as well and what to seek and what to look into. so that's why I love having these conversations
3: Yeah, um, well that's great. but by the way, congratulations on fourteen years, man. that's huge. That's amazing. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and I and I still go to shows and rock out. I've been to yours. Know, yeah, you time. have.
3: <laughs> I down
0: I downed some waters. You know, that's yeah, great.
3: Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Have you ever seen the the death waters they have out now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I I think um, some bars sell those kind of like to help, uh, you know, the sober community kind of feel a little bit more, you know, so people don't pressure you to drink or whatever. So it kind of looks in the dark like you're drinking a beer. And like, yeah. but like, drinking water, you know what I mean? So I, th- I think that's pretty cool that they came out with that can.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Now, speaking of uh music, like, uh, let's go back and talk about, you know, I mean, a lot, obviously, a lot of us, especially, you know, growing up, we're big music fans. And then you go into the military and you always have to have like, when you're going on mission or you need your distractions, you got your go-to and you're in the iPod back in the day and all that stuff. But like oh yeah. What, was, what were some of the uh uh bands that kind of caught your attention early on and pulled you into uh you know becoming a fan of music and then eventually, you know, getting involved in our music scene?
3: Um, well, for I would say way back in the day, um so, the one that's always carried me through and through is going to be corn, like 1000%. Um, since I was a young, young, young teen, all the way to deployments, carrying me through my two workouts a day in deployments, um, coming home. Um, it would be corn. Uh, other ones, strange music. So, Tech Nine and his whole crew. Um, they would send us care packages and albums and, uh, clothes and all kinds of soaps and chapsticks. Uh, Travis, I'm not sure if you're familiar with strange music, but, um, his CEO, his wife, Dawn, she is absolutely amazing. She supports the troops. Um, they sponsor my very first marathon I ever ran. Um, and then they send us care packages over there. So she would just you know boxes of things to send to us and that's cool like especially you know i've worked with them but like i had a lot of friends that were troops that were army different you know branches and they were like no way are you serious like this is so cool just to you know, bring that music and that joy to those people that are missing their families and the births of their kids. And, you know, some are working in hostile work, you know, or hostile environments out there. Um, Just to kind of put my, you know, my music connection with my military family together. Um, Strange music has been a really big part of that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like when I was deployed, it was like, uh, you know, a lot of the local venues that I would book at, like, you know, Peabody's was around back then and they, they sent me a care package. Uh, you know, Chris Zitterbart and them sent me a bunch of stuff. So I was passing around Peabody shirts and Pirates Cove shirts to the guys so over cool. there. And they then, just don't uh, know what
3: sort of history they got. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And then, um, you know, um, like, uh, good friends with the hate breed camp and Josta, Jamie Josta had his record label and he would send us a bunch of CDs that I'd pass around. And, you know, everybody was just like happy to get whatever they could, you know, any kind of distractions. I got to sit down like around with, with the group with a little portable DVD player. My buddy, uh, Steve Egg sent me uh, Uncle Scratch Gospel Revival live uh, footage <laughs> and uh, Schnauzer, you know. Wow. And these, guys, and these dudes are just like, what the hell's in the water in Cleveland? This is just like, <laughs> you know. just know. So, <laughs> yeah. But then one of my, one of my, uh, guys that became like a brother to me during deployment he's just like dude i'm i'm flying up to cleveland for your welcome home party you know i gotta experience this myself so
3: that's so cool yeah (laughs)
0: and then um you know speaking of that it's like we i know we know a lot we have a lot of mutual friends in the in the music scene but what uh what was some of your inspiration when you started putting together your uh your benefit shows
3: um, so I, you know, I have, I have really, really good friends. You know, like I said, um, you know, Jeff Hatrix, he, he's a really cool dude. Um, you were there when he played the first music meltdown, yeah. uh, in Cleveland. Um, he was very, very, he, he's a very big supporter of the military. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I asked him, you know, we're friends because Tommy church is one of my best friends. Um, he said, absolutely. He didn't even, th- he didn't even hesitate. You know what I mean? Um, so. I I've known those guys I've known all those guys since I was a teenager you know what I mean like all of the mushroom head camp um so you know having Jeff up there doing that very first show uh was an honor amazing he's a legend you know what I mean Tommy Church Ian like all of them they're they're that's history you know that's that's Cleveland's history of metal you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, having them up there and them being my friends too, like all together and then seeing fans and friends and family, like watch them all for a good cause. It was, it, it was just awesome. But I, I started my whole, like, uh, you know, music career per se, uh, back in, I can't even remember, maybe 99, 2000. Uh, are you familiar? You, you know, Chris Bundy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, we were, we were street team promoters together for Peabody's. And okay. then after he kind of like went that way. I went this way and then I got older and I got into the military. So like we were working together. Um, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see him where he's at now you know, today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but- um, musically, Tommy Church, Jeff, I mean, there's, there's so many, uh, I've met so many wonderful people and bands, you know what I mean? Of course, uh, ICPs, their whole crew, um, and Twisted, uh, it just goes on. The list goes on and on. I mean, they're, they are from Detroit, but they're still part of my history, why I wanted to do what I wanted to do.
0: Oh yeah. Cause I mean, when they were, uh, starting out, Cleveland was always one of their places they'd come to a lot, you know? So
3: yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we've
0: got a good relationship with them. I remember, like, at one of my like birthday shows I put on like years ago, like all of a sudden I look and there's like Violent J hanging out checking out one of the bands you know that I had on head playing. And I was just like, yeah. What's up? isn't that? <laughs> he, was, he didn't brutal. have the makeup on and stuff. He was just there as a guest hanging out." But it was mm-hmm. just like my dude's like, "Dude, Violent J's here." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> they're still
3: rocking it, man. Still, yeah. still this year they're still out there doing their thing.
0: Yeah. And then um I wanted to ask about like now NFG was was the uh your group or banner or whatever for your mm-hmm. shows or whatever. You want to talk yep. about how that came together and what that uh means.
3: Yeah, so um can you swear on here?
0: Yeah, yeah, this is an adult. I was
3: just Um so back in I, I believe it was 2014 um I was, I was thinking about doing my own company because I'm doing all this work, running around, doing all of this fun, cool stuff, right? So I was like, why not put a name to it? I just, I was having fun at that point, but still working really hard. Um, so um, So that two years, I, I kind of was just like, should I do it? I'm not really sure what I'm doing. And then I put my business cap on. And I was like, okay, it was two thousands. 16 between yeah 2016 is when i created nfg got an llc um and i was working with a bunch of psychopathic people uh magic ninja entertainment people just kind of managing them behind the scenes kind of like where i like to stay i don't want to go up on the record
0: psychopathic records for the audience out there that might not be familiar not just some psychopathic people although we can be (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cycle back the records. My bad. Um, so I uh, created my LLC and then just started booking shows and throwing shows. Um, and then I uh, I was a manager of the Grimy Ones and then Ten Thirty One. I'm not sure if you're too too familiar with them. Uh, they both uh, have disbanded since you know since we all worked together. Everything is great. The Grimy
0: Ones was on I think that same bill with Jeff
3: oh they work yeah mm-hmm. they sure work yeah um i'm still good friends with everybody in the, the groups you know what i mean we're still uh amazing we still stay in contact almost every other day um but um fast forward i went to a deployment that year deployment i went to it's 2019 at this point uh i come home and then um i start uh, managing D. uh he was once part of the wolf hunters um, they were on the bill um, with yeah. Jeff as well first year. Um, I um, also Boob J. Um, he's hip hop rap, um, Amazing, amazing artist. Um, Cole Sadistic. So he wasn't 1031. Um, and then one day I just messaged him. I'm like, man, you need to, you need to get back up on the stage. And he was just Highly doubting himself, and I'm like, listen, um, you know, you have something, you have a potential. So it was kind of like in the shadows, like hiding away, you know, from it, uh, afraid to go back to it because 10:31 stuff that happened. Um, But he came out and he came full throttle. Um, And then uh, it's it's just been awesome with all of them so far. You know what I mean? I also have my friend Joy like co-managing because I'm super busy as Brittany will she'll she'll say yes uh because the military has me you know 98 of the time so running businesses is a little bit difficult um i'm just trying to retire in five years but um so so just i put on so many shows we've went to michigan we've went to illinois we've went to uh we've we've done tons of shows here in ohio um and the guys are just amazing uh at first i kind of had to like work with them and hey guys this is how it works and then It's just like they turn into their own butterflies and they just they're like, okay, we got it. You know, I I just take care of their background, stuff like paperwork, payments, lodging, stuff like that, um, just to make sure everything runs smooth. When they get there, they play, they perform, they do their job and everything's good to go. Um, But I couldn't be more thankful to work with such awesome artists for sure. For sure.
0: Awesome. And, yeah, I think it's about time we bring bring Brittany in here because uh, I, I feel like she should have been doing, like, sign language down there, like, the little interpreter <laughs> He's down She's just the down there
3: looking pretty, like. hang <laughs> <Well, I know. laughs> out.
0: But uh, let's talk about, like, uh, first, like, how you two met because um, I think you were sharing a little bit that, uh, you know, she worked the base with you or something. Is oh, that no. how you guys originally met or no?
3: No, no, no. Um, she's just she works at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, okay. which kind of kind of plays a big part in in our our startup our company. But you can go ahead if you want to, Brittany. Unless you want me to. Oh, I don't
4: know. It doesn't matter. So the way we met is is kind of crazy. So our story. Um, I moved to Ohio about a year ago. Um, and then Lisa moved to Ohio very shortly after that, but we both worked for a paranormal event company. Um, it's kind of funny how we both moved to Ohio and then our paths crossed at, um, a location that we now feel like we live at. It's one of our favorite locations, Indiana State Sanatorium. And, uh, we talk about it all the time, how, uh, we actually met less than a year ago. Um, we met, uh, what what did we say last November, uh, Mm -hmm. Indiana state, uh, we did some investigations together, literally one investigation. And then the next investigation, we realized that my house was halfway for Lisa to get there. So she drove three and a half hours to my house and I would drive three and a half to, uh, Indiana state sanatorium. But, uh, then we started riding together, uh, and it just felt like we had this instant, connection and we were laughing about it the other day so we met in november uh we came up with the idea for beyond the shadows at indiana state sanatorium um and we decided to create our our llc beyond the shadows llc in february so we had only known each other a few months but had this crazy connection where we were like we know that we're going to do big things we agree on so many so many things whether it's in our personal life or investigating and uh here we are coming up on a year of a year of knowing each other and I feel like we've came so far. Like Lisa is the person that I tell her all the time she's she's my ride or die, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. She's my ride or die. <laughs> and, and then like um let's go back to like uh uh you know early um like what uh, what were some of your earliest, like, kind of like, uh what pulled you into the paranormal? Like, uh I know as a kid, for me, it was just like, you know, I'd I'd always like lug the spooky shows. Or, you know, they had like in search of when I, I mean, I'm dating myself. Like, letting you know in search <laughs> of and then you get the Time Life book set. You know, with like all like the the UFOs and aliens and and you know haunted places and. Whatever, Are you a part of the
3: dark? You remember that book? <laughs> yeah, the, or the movie or whatever the shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those were so cool. For me, it was just I. I remember as a little, like a little kid, I would see the the, the shadow person in my closet with red eyes, and then I, I wasn't really too scared. You know what I mean? um Of course, i traveled the world all over the place and. I just, I can see things. I can feel things. Uh, You know, I started investigating years ago. Uh, Tommy Church and I basically, we kind of started this thing called LTTV. um, And then I flipped that into Beyond the Shadows um, because, you know, Tommy's busy and he lives far away and he has kids that he needs to be with and his family. So um, I kind of started, we started during COVID. He came out to Kansas. Uh, You know, we got the equipment, we got the cameras and we went to so many haunted locations and he is hilarious to go selling to investigate with he you know him um,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. He was very animated and very very fun uh to investigate with so um like i said early age kid you know i kind of just dealt with it and hearing, hearing things and seeing things um and then until COVID hit and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this like i'm gonna do this um because it sat my ass down you know, and I, I had some time to do some some things that I really love to do, and that was one of them. And then I met Brittany. So, how about
0: you, Brittany? Like, what what kind of pulled you in? As a- um,
4: for me, um, my mom has always been huge into uh horror, Halloween, spooky things, all all that. Even today, I was talking to her; she's decorating for Halloween today.
3: Um, she's part awesome of yard. yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, she's always been interested. And then um, growing up, like I was, uh, I was a military brat, my mom was in the Air Force. Uh, so we moved all over. So I got to hear all about, um, you know, the history of the different places that we've lived. And uh, a lot of bases, base housing is, is old. And of course, it's a military base. So weird things happen. And my mom always kind of had these weird coincidences, like she, uh, a dog came onto our property one time, and she decided to call it buddy. And you know, we kept it until we found its owner and its owner saw it in the yard and came over and it turns out the dog's name was buddy so weird things like that would happen and then um again this is another thing about me and lisa how our the way we kind of like got into things lines up so oddly um i had started investigating uh doing some public investigations and then when COVID hit um i decided to join a team i lived in virginia at the time and i decided to join a team down in richmond virginia um and that kind of skyrocketed my paranormal journey where i really got into the this scene and, and getting to know different people
0: and it all let us hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. And then um like what was uh what would you say um some of the like you know for um any people out there that are like interested in in doing some more of this what what type of like training goes into uh being like a real good paranormal investigator like I mean is it I mean it sounds like you both have that, like, you know, that, um, like, that intuition or that, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I Just know. What
3: you're yeah. yeah.
0: Um, inner sense, the sixth sense or you whatever. Know. You know, like the, <laughs> I can't Yeah.
3: You know? yeah. Um, Training, I guess, like, I mean, we haven't really talked about this much, but, like, we could, I mean, we could even... Honestly, like even us, both both of us, we had training at the really big event company that we worked for, and you have to go through like processes and steps um, to kind of move to the next phase and then become an actual investigator for that company. Um, I, I don't know if there's other companies out there like that. I would say for people that are kind of out there and they're interested, um, Brittany and I, we... Our company is based on um, a bunch of things, but uh, if you're brand new and you come to one of our investigations, we're going to make you feel like you can ask any questions, right? Like we are going to, the way that we run it is, you know, she's going to have one really hot spot. I'm going to have one really hot spot. She's going to have her equipment. I'm going to have my equipment. Um, We're going to break it down for you or anybody, the group. And let you know what this piece of equipment does, how you use it, um, what to be aware of, you know, be aware about your surroundings and how you feel. Like we kind of really break it down um, to the to the group as a whole versus, you know, singling somebody out or whatever, because we do have people that are uh, experienced, you know, paranormal investigators that come that are going to come to our events. They're going to know what to do, but they they kind of know, you know, it's kind of just like okay well they have to show this person it's just it's just what we do as a as a community um they're very uh nice people um and if you have questions you can ask somebody in your group but we will teach people in our like i said at our events we'll teach you how to use things and we always have people come ask us questions because i feel like they feel they're comfortable coming up to us and asking us yeah well oh go ahead
4: Oh, I was gonna say I feel I feel like a big thing is for people just starting out is that um, you don't need to have the fancy equipment. You need you don't need to go out and buy, you know, REM pods and cameras and the fanciest recorder out there or um, all of that stuff. You you don't need that. Your body is the greatest tool that you have. And I think that Um, Of course, uh, we try to use a scientific approach, um, you know, as scientific as we can get with the tools that we have. But um, I think a lot of people second-guess themselves during investigations. Um, And we've learned that uh, trust your gut, trust what your body is telling you. Uh, Most of the time we tell each other that we feel absolutely crazy during investigations. Yeah, but we've learned if you see something, say it. If you hear something, say it. Whether you think it was in your mind or not, Say it because you never know what someone else is hearing or seeing. And (laughs) I think that those experiences, those personal experiences that you have, like with your body are way cooler than anything that I could get with a piece of equipment. Like equipment going off is really amazing, it truly is. But those personal experiences where you can feel something, where you see something. We just heard a whistle over the weekend and no one was like there. Those instances are, are amazing. So you don't need the fancy equipment. Um, it, it's easy to go to places legally. Um, to get owner permission and get into places and um, just go and and be patient and just sit there. We often just sit and laugh and joke around and end and up hearing things and seeing things and mm-hmm. things interact with us. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say too, like uh, what, you know, just exactly what you're saying about like trusting your gut and listening to your body. Um, part of my you know, my healing journey with my, you know, my PTSD and, you know, and being in recovery and stuff like that is, you know, to take the time, like we're we're always, there's so much that distracts us in life every day. Exactly. So learning to like stop and meditate and like, you know, it's like I would numb out by eating certain foods. And then it's just like, it feel good for that dopamine rush at that instant. But like a little bit later, I'd feel like garbage, (laughs) you know, and so, you know, being on this healing journey it's been like dude listen to your body if it if your body's telling you don't eat it you know then don't eat it if you're feeling badly so it's like the same thing it's like we we get we get a chance to to stop turn everything else off and just like kind of like you know feel and i think everybody's capable of it when we're you know um when we take the time to like breathe the meditation, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, then you go into these places where it's like, you know, we're all energy and there's some energy going on at these places, some intense energy, you know, and that's how you feel it, you know, by turning everything else off and, and, uh, being a part of it. But, uh, yeah, you guys, you know, I've been in tune pretty much with, with, with this world, uh, share like some of your, uh, um, experiences, you know, where some of the places that you've been to, there where you th- feel like you've really felt like, without even the equipment and stuff like that, like we were just talking about, with within your yourself in your body.
3: Oh man, <laughs> 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 we've been a lot to a lot of places. I'll I'll say it first and foremost, and I'm sure she'll probably agree. It's Indiana State Sanatorium by far. Um, I don't need. I'm kind of like, like you said, I, I like using my body. I'll, I'll, I'll walk in a place like that that's huge with two cat balls and a mag light <laughs> and myself. Like, you know, I'm in my camera, of course. I have to record everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I have to record it. If it, didn't, <laughs> if it didn't record it, it didn't happen. Like, it's, it, you yeah. know, it's that. It but, um, yeah. Uh, Indiana State Sanatorium, Brittany, of course. Yeah. We, we literally um just kind of go walk around and kind of clear it out. Uh, when we get there um, and we instantly, you'll hear us. It's like natural to us. Oh yeah, this is heavy tonight. Or Mm -hmm. I I feel a little happy or, and it's like, we don't even realize we're saying it to each other when we're walking up the stairs or we're walking down the nurse's hallway. You know what I mean? Um, What do you think Brittany?
4: Um, I definitely think Indiana state sanatorium. Um, I think Fairfield is another place for us um that uh, we feel the different energies the different floors feel so different um i love the places that we go multiple times and then we can tell the difference in the energies um so i think iss fairfield um where else have we been I, i've i only been to edinburgh manor once
3: edinburgh oh. and Lisa
4: did not tell me anything i didn't know any of the history about the place i had no idea what happened there and like walking through i was like uh, what is, like, what are we doing right now? I had, and we were in a room that was a kid's room. It was obviously a kid's room. And I was like, it is so comfortable in here. But when I walked out into the hallway, I like felt sick. I literally, the first time I ever like ran back into a room because I we were in dark places all the time. I went there without a flashlight, like a dummy. Well, yeah, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And something made a piece of equipment go off and like ran towards me and scared me. And I ran back into the room and I was like, what is this place, Lisa? Where did you bring me?
3: <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's see where else. I don't know. We went to Octagon Hall. That place was insane. I can't even. I, what was it? We were there for 10 minutes maybe after we got a little briefing yeah. of what happened there. And uh, the gentleman that gave us the briefing uh, or the history tour whatever the little rundown he he left for some reason in my mind he was still there I don't know why this didn't freak me out uh, we were there for our friend Ann's birthday and we're all standing there together like in a circle in the dining room and all of a sudden you hear a whistle It's like Doo, do, do, do. and I was like oh that was just him in my mind and then I stopped because we were all talking and I was like did you guys hear that whistling like uh, maybe a minute later like out of the blue and they're like yeah and I was like why didn't anybody say anything? We're all investigators right so we're just used to hearing yeah. knocks and, and and yells and whistles like w- when did that become normal <laughs> like,
4: right I didn't even think twice about it I was just like oh a whistle cool and then I was like you said it and I was like no one's upstairs
3: I thought yeah. I thought it was the owner or whatever and then you go outside I w- went out like a hour later and there was this this pathway that had a sign on it that said uh, the people that used to work there would whistle or something like that when they were working. I can't remember specifically what it said, but it was, it was a like sound the about the whistle they whistle. Bring food. Yeah, They would whistle when they were bringing food, and we were talking about eating food. Yeah. Because it was my friend's wow. birthday. It was crazy. <laughs> that was, whoa. It was, yeah, the energy there was, uh, it was pretty crazy. But I would have to um, say, yeah, ISS. Billy Creek, which is across the street from Indiana State Sanatorium, uh, Sally House. Tommy Church was there with me. F that place. There's somebody angry there.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I was out. gonna ask if there has there <laughs> been any places where you're just like, all right, I'm 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 out. I'm not coming back here. I,
3: I said that about uh, the Sally House because uh, I did run out of it. I ran. <laughs> Church was like. I saw you, and then I didn't. You were gone. You were <laughs> up the road, and I. and I was like, I was terrified, and I have it on video too. I was like, I, I was, I was out of my mind, terrified. Um, but I would love to have Brittany go there with me, um, and redo it again. I, I, I. It took me a few years. <laughs> it, it's yeah. I would trust it if she came with me. What about
0: you, Brittany? Any places that you've uh, really?
3: No, I would
4: say out of me and Lisa, I'm the one that's always like, "Let's go back and figure it out." She's always like, "I'm not going back in there. That's not happening." Yeah. And I'm always like, "No, we have to. We have to go debunk it. it. We've got to go ask questions. We've got to go figure out what's happening." And she's like, "No, no. I hate you. I'm not doing it." Tell him anymore. what. You,
3: tell him what happened last time. This is why.
4: <laughs> we were uh, we were at Indiana State Sanatorium and. Uh, I got there
3: before her ago. and, what? It was like a month ago, right?
4: Yeah, no, it wasn't that long ago, it was like a month ago. Uh, it was just us, it was just her and I on this big, uh, this place used to be a uh, tuberculosis hospital. It was self-sustaining, so it's a huge place, multiple buildings, uh, and it was just her and I uh, investigating the property. I got there before her and was taking some photos and I ended up leaving my flashlight. There's a building, uh, it's a five-story psychiatric building and I ended up leaving my flashlight there. She got there. She's like, hey, I'm here. So, of course, I, like, run down. Uh, then I was like, darn, I forgot my flashlight. So, later on, we're doing a live stream, and we're in the building. So, I'm like, hey, it's dark. Let's go find my flashlight. And she's like, okay, cool. So, we're on the fifth floor. We look, nothing. Go down to the fourth floor. And I'm like hey, there's glass on the floor. Someone had um, broken one of the like medicine cabinets that would be in a bathroom. Uh, It was in the middle of the hallway and the glass was broken. So there's glass on the floor. So I was like, hey, be careful. There's some glass there. Watch where you're stepping. Uh, And we were talking about like, oh, we hate how things like that happen. Um, We maybe got like 10 steps and we heard someone stepping on the glass behind us
3: wow and
4: i don't even think i looked back i just remember lisa being like go 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 and at that point i thought that someone had broken in and someone was mm-hmm. there someone was trespassing how we ran down four flights of stairs without dying i will never know i feel like we like float down the stairs or something because it's 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 dirty there's paint chips on there there's plaster. I don't know how we didn't trip and die. We're not the most graceful people anyway, but we're outside (laughs) and I'm like, look for flashlights. There's someone in that building, look for flashlights. There's someone there. Um, Yeah, we couldn't see any flashlights. Uh, We didn't run into anyone. And of course I was like, she's like, uh, we went like live on Facebook and she's like, uh, let's go over here, let's go do something else. And I'm like, you do know that later on we're going back there, right? And she's like, no, we're not. We're not going back to the five story. And I was like, yes, we are. We're going to like, find out. Yeah, no, okay. yeah, she was like, she was literally like, F you. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, we have to. We've got to go debunk it. We've got to go step on that glass. And we've got to see if we can recreate the noise. And of course, she she nicknamed it Mirror Man. And I was like, why would you do that? That's not creepy.
3: And she doesn't like that. But whatever. I don't like going back in places where I felt like a demon. Well, it wasn't a demon. Let me not say that. Where a mirror man was chasing me. Oh, my. That's God. not cool. Like, I don't know. I Okay, so here's my thing, though. I don't like going in the back. I like being in the front. It's a military <laughs> thing. My friend Ann told me about that. Yeah, like, I don't. I, it's like, you want to see what's facing you. And if you got your people behind you, I didn't realize that until she told me. Tommy Church left me in the back when I ran out of Sally House. And then I'm always in the back of freaking Brittany. So what happened? Mirror Man is crunching and I'm thinking that some guy is gonna come murder us in a really dark hallway. So yeah, she wanted me to go back. It was kind of scary.
4: But we did go back and we stepped on the glass and you had to like stomp on it, like stomp and like crush your feet to make mm-hmm. the same noise that we heard. Uh, and of course, we weren't recording. Of course, we were just looking for my flashlight. And then the funny thing is my flashlight was actually on that floor, my flashlight. So there was the glass in a room and then my room was my flashlight was in the next room over, of course.
0: So you left it when you ran?
4: Oh
3: yeah. I had no idea it was there.
4: I had no idea it was there. So I'm flashlightless. She's like using her phone or something. I don't even know. And so don't know how. There's
3: been other, there's been like YouTubers, paranormal YouTubers that literally have ran from the same exact floor. And she didn't know this, that have ran from the same exact floor screaming. I mean, screaming bloody murder. And they said they would not go back up there. So it happened to us and she didn't know.
0: And then did you guys like kind of like uh I mean before you go, you kind of learn the history, right? Of the, the places. So
3: I go in blind. Okay. But because I'm but, just wondering if you like if,
0: if you've like looked into like okay, maybe this was this guy, you know, and this horrible right. thing happened with him and he's the glass stomper, you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're familiar with the spirits at Indiana State though. Again, we didn't feel threatened, and this happens with a lot of paranormal investigators. We didn't feel threatened from a spirit. We felt threatened that we we thought it was a human. Yeah. Um, Because that place is so large, people do break into it consistently. Um, So we weren't afraid that it was paranormal. We were afraid that the mirror man, who was a real man, flesh and blood, was going to come get us. (laughs) You know, it was dangerous. Snuck in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't anybody. So they played a trick on us pretty much. We
4: do that all the time too. There, it's so they're like, You guys live here. Mm, oh, let's hi. Uh, let's play practical well, jokes on we're, you. It's so cool. funny. Yeah.
3: We're talking about footsteps. We're talking about voices. We've gotten clear names, just on phones. Nothing big, nothing fancy smancy, oh. whatever. Um, we've gotten uh when I took sadistic Cole out there, uh, we heard uh one of the doors slam shut um we there's shadow people consistently um it's it's super active if you ever get a chance to come out there you need to come out there with us mm-hmm. yeah i'm, I'm, I'm gonna
0: say, if i get a chance to go out there i'm going with you guys <laughs> yeah
3: they love us so you're 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 protected i promise <laughs> yeah,
0: you guys have got it in with them already so yeah but uh like I've done an overnight with a group of friends at the, at the uh, you know Mansfield Ohio State Reformatory, mm-hmm. um, and this is like you know, I mean we'd watch some of the paranormal shows, and I think it was just I, I think I was like newly sober, but it was just okay. it was all my friends that I you know uh, used to party with, and they they're in the you know that stuff, so they were all kind of like kind of partying but they also like you know my one buddy Oz had like the dowling rods or whatever you know and they're like I, so I was in his group and I'm like I don't know what these things are I'm just gonna follow you guys with my camera and a flashlight and, and yeah. see what I what I feel and like I think we were in like the infirmary or whatever and he was in one of the rooms and the rods started like kind of like going or whatever and then um they, there was like a huge group of us, and then they split us up into groups of like five, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you go over here, you guys go over here, and whatever. So we were up in the infirmary, and there's metal stairs like going up to the infirmary, and we were up there for a little bit. And Oz was picking up the stuff on the on the dawling rod, and then I'm over, kind of back by the by the entrance way by the stairs, and I hear like somebody coming up the metal stairs, and I'm like, oh the other groups on their way up. So we got to swap out or whatever. And I'm like, guys, we're picking up some stuff here. I go out there. There's nobody there. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah. so it was like little yeah. things like that, that, uh, that I experienced. And then uh, probably the worst place is uh, the house of wills for me. And I was just there because I'm friends with Eric who owns it. And I was just like, there hanging out with him. but he gave me a little, tour and i was just like do for like i don't know i just felt like drained and like something just i don't want to be here there's somebody like something i just don't want to be here so i'm like i'll meet you at your house next time if we're gonna hang out you know i don't want to come to this one
3: Mm -hmm. we've been there it was it was pretty cool
0: yeah Mm -hmm. but uh but like yeah i'm not like you know like you know full-on professional i've just kind of been like you know like you know, always like, you know, growing up watching horror movies and, you know, The Exorcist and all that stuff. It was always like, you know, I could watch serial killers, you know, with. with well, I mean, it's dep- like I could watch Jason and Michael Myers and all that stuff and kind of be like, all right, cool. These are fun. But whenever it became anything like in the spiritual realm. Those are the ones that really freak me out more. Maybe it was my Catholic upbringing or something like that, but, you know, I'm just like, all right, this is like some really evil, scary stuff, you know, and those are the ones Mm -hmm. that that freak me out probably the most. But then, like you said, then the real life, like psychopaths too, you know, that the evil that people can do, you know.
3: I think that scares me way more because I have a lot of people that ask me, like, why do you do this? This is crazy. I'm like, why do you walk down the street? That's crazy. They're serial killer. People are way more scared than spirits. And that's what I try to kind of convey that message. Like, mm-hmm. we're not there, Brittany and I, again, like, our company's not there to summon demons. We don't particularly use Ouija boards. I don't. I'm not comfortable yeah. with you're not there um, in the Necronomicon and stuff. Right. Know? We are not there to stir things up. We're not there to do anything bad or taunt the spirits. Um, we're just we're just there to communicate. Um, and we let everybody know that that's our intent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to go to search demons and the devil and all that. I'm good with that other side. I'm good, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool though. People are way more scary than spirits. That's all I gotta say.
0: Yeah. And like, um, there's a lot of probably those spirits that are just, they just want to be heard, you know, they just want to be, uh, like maybe in the, the the past life they were, you know, like, man, they got a raw deal and they just want their story heard or somebody yeah. to acknowledge yeah. them anymore, you know? Um, but yeah, the dark shit. Yeah. I, I, I try and avoid all, all that stuff too. Like, uh, I ain't trying to pick any of that, that stuff up. And I believe like, You know, even maybe some of the most evil people that we run into that are humans. I mean, I still believe there could be a spiritual thing that they opened up, you know, and allowed,
2: it.
0: you know, I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm like big on a lot of that stuff. I know looking back now, you know, with my my sobriety, I know when I used to like drink and party, you know, it opened me up to doing a lot of other stuff that I would normally not do and also could be open me up, opening me up to allow other things in in me around that. That, true. Time, so, that is true.
3: Yeah. Thankfully you, you got where you are today, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the farther you get on, on like this particular journey too, you, your eyes get open to more of how like we're intermixed with, you know, what we call our world and the spirit spirit world, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, like you guys go respectfully respect mm-hmm. them as, the beings they were or whatever you're not trying to rile up yeah you know
3: mm-hmm. no you
0: run into some of the dark stuff and that's when you you jet yep, <laughs> and you exactly reach, reach church hanging <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: so bad. Now, oh.
0: um, what was uh i mean you shared a little bit about some of the most uh uh like you know haunted experiences that you guys have had but what are some uh like happy, like kind of messages or anything you guys might have had, or or where you feel like like, okay, I'm you know, a good connection or something.
3: It just happened.
4: Oh yeah. Oh my God.
3: uh well, yeah. I, feel I think like it's like we connected so much with our emotions. Yeah. And it was a little boy um, at the Octagon house. It was uh, it was very emotional. It was um I, I don't know the full story, so I can't really speak on uh you know what happened because again I go blind, so I don't really right. know. But um he was a little southern boy. He was eight. He told us he was eight a few times. Um he was mistreated because back then uh people of color were not treated well. Um and so he was talking to us and playing with us and like um he was very sweet. And he kept saying, yes, my, just like that. It was, it was very, he was telling his story and Brittany, if you want to elaborate on it more, he was telling us his story without telling us the story because he was afraid that somebody was listening to him
1: mm-hmm. and
3: he would get reprimanded. And that was terrible, but I still felt good mm-hmm. because he opened himself up to us and communicated with us.
0: Yeah. He felt safe around you guys. You know, you provided a, Uh, uh, some safety for him you know it was so sad yeah that was
3: that was um I felt good about that the
0: most recent uh one you guys were just on yeah that
4: was yeah that was Saturday
3: octagon hall wow in Kentucky yeah that was emotional I feel um what else brandy go
0: ahead yeah i i was just gonna say like you know because it's got me me thinking too it's just like you know so even in the this you know this next world or this next life you know Mm -hmm. this poor poor kid's gotta like worry about somebody you know listening or, or whatever it's just like man when you When do we get a break and get into, you know the happily ever after or whatever? Yeah,
4: and that seems to happen so often. Uh, You know, a lot of places that we go that are historical, we do like one thing that we love doing is learning about the history and sharing that with people. And so, while Mm -hmm. most of the time we go in blind, uh, we tend to go to locations more than once and learn about the history and the people there. And it seems to be a reoccurring theme that whether the person that ran the place or was in charge is still there or not. um, That doesn't matter. That energy and that fear that those people had is still very real. Mm. And it's (laughs) so sad. It's so incredibly sad.
3: Yeah. It's got me
0: thinking too, like, uh, like I know on my journey of like dealing with trauma, you know, and like I said, with the PTSD and stuff, you learn um, that the body hold, will hold on to stuff. You might compartmentalize certain things that have happened in your life, but you store it and eventually it comes out somehow in, in, yeah. in your body. So I'm just wondering, like, if we if we're that powerful, our minds are that powerful and that energy is that powerful. And like, what are they still experiencing? You know, what kind of trauma are they maybe going in there, you're helping provide some healing for them to finally get to the next,
3: you know? I hope so.
4: Yeah. Like one thing that we love doing and we say it all the time, like whether, I think that pretty much every place is probably haunted, you know, um, whether they come forward or not. Uh, But one thing that I say all the time is whether something wants to interact with us or not, at the end of the day, we're two friends in this historic location, just having fun Mm -hmm. and we're laughing and we're joking around and inviting those spirits to come interact with us and hoping one day that they will, because they know that we can provide that safe space. Uh, We're not going to, uh, when we don't get that interaction, we're not going to Start provoking them or challenging them or anything along those lines. We're gonna say, "Hey, if you want to come talk, come talk." And if not, we're gonna be over here talking about whatever. We're gonna be here with Lisa's dog Braveheart hanging out, or you know something mm-hmm. like that. And I think that that gets, uh, especially at Indiana State Sanatorium, that's got a lot of spirits to trust us and come forward. And we say every time we're there. We feel something new coming forward, just because they're so used to us. I think we provide that consistent. You know, we're not going to be mean to you. You can be mean to us. You can call us names, but
3: at the end of the day, that's
4: not they do. And like I think it's because they know that scares people away. Because you know whether they've learned that from people or they know, hey, um, if I you know say the demon word, you're gonna leave. And I'm like, go ahead. Like, I'm still here. I'm still here for you.
3: Mm -hmm. We're not going to give up on you just because we're, you know. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: like, you know, uh, how some people like uh, when they have to face the uncomfortable because, you know, healing is painful, you know, when you really get to the Mm -hmm. root of a lot of things. And maybe that's just their defense. Like, I don't want to face this. so I'm just going to push you away. You know, we tend to do that, you know as humans no. sometimes you know okay. we don't want to face certain things about ourselves or deal with things and people sh- put up a mirror to mm-hmm. us and we don't want to look at it. We will tend to push them away. So even in the next, you know, but maybe that, you know, it, that is what they need to finally move on. You know, yeah. it's like, they got to face it and deal with it. So, you know, maybe one by one slowly, but surely. Cause I mean, back in that, those days, I'm sure you weren't at a sanitarium, you know, uh, Because uh, you probably didn't get the best treatment, you know, like we talk about how far the VA has come and how far it still needs to go. It's like, you know, I'm sure back then (laughs) it was just like, uh, what was the thing when they would do the, uh, you know, drive a spike up your, oh, if we kill this part of their brain or whatever, you know.
3: They did that in Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. They have photos of it. yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like you know, I mean, imagine that the place you're supposed to be going for help and healing is probably causing more trauma than you know whatever you were struggling with back then because people,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we're yeah.
3: just,
0: you know,
4: yeah, and learning about the history of a lot of these places, so much tragedy happened there just because of overcrowding and and these facilities not being able to take care of the people or the conditions of the building um and it just leads to so much so much death or sickness or not being able to provide the care that these people truly needed and and things just went downhill
0: Mm -hmm. and then um i was
4: gonna say like like
0: uh so you guys that was your most recent one it sounds like it was a, a positive experience uh just you know uh with that little boy but what's uh you know on the on the uh for the on the schedule for the future what's some of the next ones you guys got planned
3: um we have october 30th so october september 30th my bad i'm stuck on october because it's a big month um september 30th uh it's the world's largest ghost hunt um so what that is is um everybody teams no matter where like I don't know it's team set up and it's they all go live from locations you could be in Germany Ireland United States wherever um so there's this website uh you can go there and so we are going to be at post town elementary um on the 30th and we're going to be live streaming so everybody's participating in the world's largest ghost hunt all these teams from everywhere are going to be essentially in this location online to where you can just go oh be on the shadows boop post town I'm going to go watch their live so we're going to conduct a paranormal investigation live we'll just have our you know cameras up uh and you guys will be able to see what we're doing uh and take part virtually in our investigation um so that's the 30th um and then this october 7th and 27th uh both are sold out correct correct Brittany? Yeah. Sold out completely uh that's our indiana state sanatorium investigations uh, those are our public ones where people can buy tickets and come out and investigate with us, uh, for a few hours, you know, like how I told you, use the equipment, this is how you do it. And then we let our guests go and they can investigate all night until 4am. Uh, we call it free roam, um, or they can investigate with us. Yeah, so, sold out, sold out, baby.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, like, what is the, what's the post elementary? What's, uh, I know you usually go in blind, but what's, uh anything you know about that so we've
4: actually been there a few times uh we've been there twice we went there last winter and froze our butts off but had really cool experiences like i i used to um i used to teach kids and so of course i loved it we had the coolest experience where um there's this thing called a trip wire and it lights up it's a bunch of little pods they're purple and then they change different colors when something goes over them and we we were in the lunchroom and we played a bell, and we were like, Hey, it's time to line up. Lunch is over. Played a bell. Kid you not, this damn tripwire went off like the kids were lining up along the wall it was so cool (laughs) yeah but um you would you would think that like oh it's a school i'm just gonna be dealing with like happy little kid spirits um but there's been a lot of tragedy so before the school was built um there was a um a train wreck there are train tracks near the school there was a train wreck um and several people died instantly uh, they used the site where the school is as, like, a, a medical triage place while, while they dispatched um, another train to come help. Um, total, um, there was somewhere around 30-something people, I believe, that died total um, during that. So that had happened, and then um, the school was... Um, Running until uh, I think the uh, was it two thousands? It was in the it was in the early two thousands. yeah, know. yeah. And during its time, um, there were several children who got hit by cars outside. Um, there was a girl who fell from the staircase. I believe she didn't pass at the school, but um, the she did day. pass later. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so th- there's a lot of stuff like that that happens. Uh, well, that happened and. You also have to remember that at these places, there are so many people coming in and out that you don't know what they bring with them.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
4: so um, there is something at the school. And also, you never know the teachers and the staff and all those things. You never know what might what might be with them. But um, there's something at the school. I uh, don't know that it's negative or anything along those lines. But the owner um, has been attacked several times. And there is it's on video. It's one of the craziest videos I've ever seen. Um, he is sleeping because he used to sleep um, in what is now the break room of the school where we can set up. He used to sleep there. Uh, and on the video, you see what looks like something crawl on his bed. Ugh. And then this man, this he's not a tiny man, he is a big man, gets drugged out of his bed.
0: No way. No joke. No is that joke. On YouTube or something? It's on YouTube. Oh, it has a
3: security camera, too, at that. Yeah. It's not like he just set up a camera. and like, yeah, oh, no, it was just a crazy. security crazy. camera. Yeah. It's so wild. And that's not the only one, trust me. No. <laughs> yeah. This poor he has
4: Videos, yeah, so many things that have happened. Um, So there's something there of the.
3: Yeah, why are they
0: so pissed at him?
4: right that's what so we were talking to him about it and he was saying he he his uh, wife was away at the time and what did he say that he thinks uh uh that someone had brought something negative into the school and the spirits were trying to say hey help us help us uh Mm -hmm. kind of thing so um but it's interesting there there's a lot of different energy there and we have had I whistled. That's one place where I whistled, and we heard a whistle back.
3: Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, Jeff. it
4: is not all happy energy there. There, there, the energy changes there. Uh, we know that some of the staff there, of course, we're people. We've all got things going on. You know, teachers and mm-hmm. school staff aren't. Um, aren't exempt to that. Uh, We know that there was uh, an alcoholic, one of the staff members was an alcoholic. Um, One of the staff members died in a fire down the street. Um, Different things like that have happened. And, you know, plus people's personal daily lives, if you can imagine what trauma they have, you know, the staff had bringing into the school. I think we all uh, kind of leave an energy imprint where we are. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of happy there. Uh, They're definitely, sadder energies and what is very sad about it i wanted to be a very happy place but what's very sad is we often get where's my mom i miss my mom where's my family and it is heartbreaking
3: mm-hmm. yeah
4: wow
0: yeah i was gonna say like i mean my most traumatic experience in school back in the day was getting paddled so you know i'm still trying to work that that trauma
1: yeah.
0: but uh I can't imagine you know, like you know, um what I mean, what could pull this big man out you know of his that's it pretty
3: is crazy nuts. yeah
4: yeah,
3: and yeah, he I mean he's the sweetest man too, yeah. he's so, so awesome, and he loves that place and he wants to preserve it, and he's just nothing mm-hmm. but positivity um to see him get pulled like that it was you see stuff like that on t v yeah. yeah. Um and this guy's completely genuine. You know, you know when you know. Um, so he was I it was it was scary and he's still there and he still lives there. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, they live there. Yeah. Wow. It's it's crazy. He's, you know, maybe he moved though, right? Like that was in when when they were in a different room, when they lived in a different room. Yes.
4: Yeah,
0: that yeah I think I would be like, if I really want to get some sleep, I'm going to change rooms eventually. Yeah, <laughs> find yeah. The one where shit don't whip me out of bed. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool and guy though. So, um, like, we're we've been going over an hour now. I, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions that I normally ask guests, and then we'll uh, you know, wrap up with uh, you know, how fans can, you know follow and sign up for future events but uh what are um speaking of school here's a question i like to ask what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today
3: <laughs> i have a bunch <laughs> i'm an asshole <laughs> um, hmm, english <laughs> Like proper English, right? <laughs> I'm gonna to go to my English class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. That my gosh, she was a school teacher. You know, that's a good question for her. Yeah, yeah,
4: Brittany. What do you got? <laughs> um, I I guess, I guess before graduating, I think that um more life skills should be should be taught in school. Like we get out of we get out of school and don't really know how to Write a resume or heck, I didn't even know how to like sign up for like my electricity and like stuff like that, like taxes, um, a proper way like budgeting and things along those lines. Um, I think would be incredible tools, especially as a young adult, like, we all just want to go out and spend all our money, we're not thinking about the future, we're not thinking about saving. so how can we smartly spend our money and still be able to eat, and also I think learning about um, about different, different jobs and um, different options because i think a lot of people think that their only option is to go to college and it's not really taught that there are there are a lot of high-paying jobs that don't necessarily take that route so if you don't feel like that's for you uh there are a lot of other things out there so i just think those different life skills and knowing that there are different paths in life and you're and you're not set to one path that you're you're 18 and you're graduating high school you don't need to have the rest of your life figured out. you don't need to know what you want to do
3: Um, yeah, that's yours. You know what I mean? I, I, on a serious note, I was just kidding. English obviously is always going to (laughs) be, but like, I don't know what they call this and you guys probably do. But like, um, I think, uh, nowadays the way the world's headed, um, I think we, and this probably won't ever happen. Um, we should be able to, or we should have teachers teach kids and students before they graduate how to, uh get their own food whether it be fishing whether it be gardening whether it be they they yeah. should learn how to build um navigate yeah stuff like that survival
0: survivor skills yeah yep because you're not gonna be there, there might come a time where you can't trust your your uh, iphone to get you out of
3: I'm totally something. guilty I'm totally yeah. guilty like I need a GPS for everything and yeah. I'm like one day it's gonna happen it's gonna <laughs> the enemy's gonna take our freaking GPS you know what I mean yeah. I'm gonna be like I so I I think that's a very I think that would be cool I'm on- basically starting
0: a campfire okay let me there was a YouTube video on it oh I can't pull up YouTube what do I do <laughs>
3: You know? yeah. Mia be like I don't know where this which way the story is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like I just like her, like basic, you know, hers is like let's guide you through life stuff, like real stuff. Mine would be like if the shit hit the fan, what are these kids gonna do? Yep. You know? Yep.
4: I'm like in general, general that, being
3: self-sufficient, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the internet we rely on it too much guilty. Hello, like same, you know. Um, what are you going to do without it? Yeah, because that's what our next war is pretty much going to be over. It's not gonna be boots on ground, it's gonna be uh, cyber. Yep, Yep. we just opened up the very first, the very first cyber wing in the Air National Guard.
0: Yeah, -hmm.
3: yep.
0: And then, um, I'll start with you, Brittany. Three people who have inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today.
4: Oh gosh, um, um I th- I think the three people I would choose are 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 my family. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am uh, without the experiences that my parents have given me, and I have a brother, and uh, we're complete opposites, and he teaches me things every day. Um, and I think that I definitely wouldn't be me without uh without the three of them. Uh, going beyond that, I think I wouldn't be me without just music. In general, um, I was big, uh, big band nerd in school, and um, I guess my band director at the time in high school is a person that um, I don't think I'd be on the path I am today if he didn't push me to uh, to play specific instruments and and to keep on the the path that I was um, that I was on. I think that that was important to kind of where I am today. But definitely, uh, my family is huge, huge in that I without the sacrifices that they made to, uh, for the family, I wouldn't be who I am.
3: Gotcha. And then how about you, Lisa? Um, first and foremost, my mother, she's my best friend and my everything. She told me I wouldn't go there for us. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> like, she changed my life. She knew, she knew what she was doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so definitely my mom. Um, um, Along with, let's see, my best friend that passed away in 2005. Uh, That was also me getting out of Cleveland, moving away from that stuff. Um, Taught me a lot of stuff when I was a teenager growing up into uh, young adulthood. Uh, His name was Michael. Um, And then I would have to, man, I can't pick one. (laughs) I have select friends um, that have helped me uh through this period of my life that was very traumatic the last few years uh so i'm lumping them into one i'm cheating okay. so it's joy devin tammy uh and Brittany. because i wouldn't be here today with paranormal stuff listen she holds it down for a lot of things for our business like no joke well, the, way her, the way her brain works scares me i mean we talk
4: about it all the time we compliment each other and and you know that uh i wouldn't we i love that we challenge each other and you know that you're a person i wouldn't be who i am today without you we compliment each other (laughs) so well uh truthfully we do what what you what you lack sounds like a better word, but yeah. I feel like I challenge you in certain ways based on you know things that I think or or whatever, mm-hmm. and you do the same thing. We're not afraid to challenge each other and say, "But hey, what do you think about this?" Or uh, have you looked at this situation or thing this way instead, and, and understand each other on that level. So
3: yeah awesome. yeah it's that was hard why would you <laughs> hard. Why people mad at me <laughs>
0: yeah no that's I, hey i ask that one all the time so it's a Damn
3: it. i don't know yeah. Music was it too like my whole music family you include it yeah. like seriously it's it's a whole thing military music family like those are okay those are three main things i guess i don't know now I'm gonna be going
0: to sleep thinking, "Oh my gosh, I said the wrong thing." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna be pissed when they watch this. No, Damn it! <laughs> but uh, and then uh, I I I this is a fun one, it takes everybody back. But uh, what was your favorite toy as a child? And Lisa, you can go first.
3: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. <laughs> the little green plastic figures cost like. It a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents. Those are mine.
0: You must uh, enjoy enjoyed the uh, the setup they had at the Astronomicon last
3: time. Oh, I was in heaven. Yes. <laughs> I was like I going to go take a picture, but there was a lot of people and Twisted came over and they were all doing like photo ops and stuff. So I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was really cool.
0: And how about you, Brittany?
4: Oh. Hmm, that is tough. That's a hard one. Um, I, remember, I remember so many different things. Um, does rollerblading count? I remember being super, super, super into rollerblading for what feels like the longest time. I mean, heck, even now, I would still totally go to a roller rink and just uh, get on some rollerblades and have fun. <laughs>
3: Hello, we need to do that. Let's go. There's got to be a
0: haunted (laughs) roller rink out there somewhere.
3: (laughs) That'd be (laughs) creepy.
0: I hear somebody <laughs> wheeling behind us, but there's no
3: one. They're making it to a music video. Hell yeah! yeah there you
0: go.
3: <laughs> we did shoot. We did shoot a music video out at the Eloise Asylum too. That was cool. It was shot and directed by Church, and it was Jay and Sadistic. That shit was oh, nice. nuts. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: Nice. And then. um Any message that you have for our military brothers and sisters currently serving overseas?
3: Um, Yeah. If you need music, let me know. Cause I know you have those shitty ass trucks that we always have to drive from over there. Uh, I have CDs that I can send you if you want music. Um, And um, you know, count down the days if you're, if you're guard, if you're active duty, don't. That's so terrible active duty they made me stay there like a month and a half over time so they'd be like yeah. oh you're going home no you're not um but regardless yeah. honestly you know everybody you know misses you back home and you know what you're doing it for the greater good and we applaud you for that
0: and how about you britney
4: um. see, that one takes me back because I, I feel like I uh, I feel like I'm not qualified to answer because I, I haven't. No, I haven't you, served, you can
3: talk but... about messages. Had I fans mean, you have family over to want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. I
4: mean, I guess uh, I guess my big thing is that um I know I'm sure that it's easy to feel um, out of sight, out of mind. But uh, you are on people's mind and and we care um, about you, your your physical and your mental well-being. And uh, we're here for you.
0: Nice. See, we like mm-hmm. to hear that. <laughs> and then, um, like, you know, hopefully when you do come home and stuff like the things that we were talking about earlier, know that there's all these other options out there for you. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, part of when I was deployed on my last one, like, you know, podcasts, I think were still fairly new back then. Mm -hmm. but I would listen to one of my buddies had a podcast and I would just like, you know, I'd throw on the headphones and it was like, they would tell stories about things that I was involved with or whatever. And it just felt like being back home. It was such a nice escape. You know, it's like our music can be for us, but also just like hearing stories and hearing people, you know, talking and sharing stories. And that's another reason that I, that, that motivated me to do this. You know, that's why I always have, you know, give them a shout out at the end. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, more uh, are able to pick it up and listen out there, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Like we were saying uh, for any of the fans out there we're we're like, we're heading into the the time of year, you know? Um, So if, if anybody wants to, to support you guys or jump on board or just follow along for any, of these future events where would you uh send them <laughs>
4: um so we we're on we're on facebook we're on instagram we have TikTok, uh we have youtube um i'm working on our website so that should be up i'm planning to have it up within the next week that'll be beyond the shadows 23.com um, but our social media, most of it uh, is Beyond the Shadows 23, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're all there acting like weirdos, posting uh, creepy things. So
3: It's fun. Yeah, especially the people overseas. If you're bored, you need to go scroll through our stuff because it's fun and scary.
4: <laughs> Come watch
3: yeah, our
0: you sent me a You'll couple of the TikToks. That. Yeah. And, uh, I like those. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. They're, they're pretty cool. We have so much footage though that we need to go over from seriously the past oh, year. That we've been doing. So there's a lot of content, um, that we have that needs to get out. So if you know an editor that takes something off Britney's plate, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm looking for one myself, you know, I'm no, a, I'm a no. solo, solo act here, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So definitely, uh, I, I would, I think me and you have talked already, you know, I'd like to definitely join in on one down the line, you know, yeah, sure. of, uh, you know, being retired from the military, I got a little bit more time on my hands to do, do things. And both my, my daughters are now in college and can take care of themselves. For the most cool. part. So yeah. awesome. we could, uh, have to plan a future trip with you guys.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll share some info with you, uh, you know, whenever, um, because we, we are uh, crazy and we pretty much planned our whole year out already next year. Uh uh, (laughs) So lots of events and stuff like that. So maybe you can come out to one of ours with guests and then maybe come out with one of ours just solo.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, Hey, uh, it's, I'm glad we were able to do this, Lisa and Brittany. It was awesome having you on board with us and uh, here uh, hear all that. Um, Oh yeah. And real quick too. Like, uh, how are you guys with like dates with, uh, you know, feeling like different energy? Like, I mean, we got Halloween coming up and a lot of people, you know, uh, that, 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 how, how's how's Halloween for 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 you two, Other than you know, probably one of your favorite holidays.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's um, I I'm excited this year, particularly because I'm gonna we're gonna figure something out together. Um, but it's what Brittany likes to say the veal is thin, right? Am I saying that right? Like it's very thin, mm-hmm. so we yeah. have to be careful on what we do, and yeah. um, you know, because we're used to just doing things normally, um, and we're gonna have to be careful what where we pick to go, um, but I'm excited to see how it is, you know, I'm, I'm a lot into like witchcraft and all that stuff. So I'm very excited for, you know, the end of, and then the beginning of, you know, so, cause that's what it's all about how and in new seasons and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see what's it, it kind of, like I said, it's end of something, but it's also a celebration of something that, and I kind of put that in a view of like Brittany and I working together. What is our company going to do for the people out there? And the military stuff I do, too. You know, yeah. I also put that in perspective as well. Awesome. What about what? you, Brittany? What about you? Yeah. How are oh. you? Long- oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I
4: love Halloween. I I do think uh I do think that that's a time where the veil is thin. Um, but I, I feel like that happens so many times a year. Halloween is just a time that uh, uh that's celebrated. And I don't think that a lot of people realize uh, kind of everything that comes around with that time of year. But I was just talking to someone local about doing an investigation, and she was like, "I want to do it on a time when the veil is thin," and I'm like. Okay, well, Halloween's coming up, but also uh, let's look at moon phases, the different phases that the moon mm-hmm. is in, and things along those lines. Uh, so I do feel like the energy is different. I, we can always, you know, we're people who always feel energies, but uh, going places on holidays and things along those lines, it's, uh, you can feel how the energy changes.
3: Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, ladies, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. And, uh, um, You know, uh, I I look forward to uh, following your adventures and hopefully being a part of one down the line. And uh, Lisa, thank you for your continued service to our country. Um, You know, um, I I really appreciate all you do and all the awareness you've raised continuing in our local community with music and everything as well. Um, Means a lot. And uh, like I said, I I, uh, look forward to uh, doing what I can to work alongside you both.
3: Yeah, let me know, man, if you need help with anything or let's put our brains together. I'd love to work with you. And and thanks for doing this, you know, specifically for our military members uh, overseas and stuff like that, because it can get pretty rough out there. So we we appreciate you and thank you for your service as well.
0: All right. Thank you very much. And thanks again for your time. Good talking with you.
3: All right.
0: See you
2: later. Bye. Hey, baby. This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Hoodoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran owned and operated company today. And today's Boondog fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B O O N D O G 10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10 and remember dream is not spelled like dream daddy it's spelled d-r-e-e-m and start saving today because you deserve to feel your best and you know that's right so tell them dream daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you
0: www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo be sure to subscribe comment download and listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Play Spreaker and all the other podcast platforms out there please email us with any questions suggestions and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
4: Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.